Okay, so I, I legit am jumping right back in for episode two. So welcome to episode two of the podcast that doesn't have a name. I'm Mandy, and what I I just recorded episode one, and in episode one, I discussed a process that's supportive in using for feedback. Okay. And when I say feedback, let me kind of give a little bit of a definition. Feedback is, some people call it constructive criticism. Um, Ultimately, when I think of, by the way, I hate the term constructive criticism. Not a fan. I I, I don't like it. But that that is what a lot of people consider feedback. What I consider feedback is somebody sharing their experience of you with you. Okay, so um, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay, so I went to um, class earlier. If I were to say to the teacher or the, the leader, I loved this class. I loved the, the message you had at the end. That's feedback, right? Um, it's my experience of that person or that activity, right? It's my experience of the experience. (laughs) Um, So that's, that's what I mean when I say feedback. And sometimes feedback is not as enjoyable as the example I just gave. Sometimes feedback is like what I shared in episode one, that (laughs) I don't love that about you. (laughs) And again, that's, that's not how it was said. Um, without giving too much detail that I just don't feel called to give. It's the best way I can say it. But this was not easy to receive feedback. So I would say that what I'm sharing with you in this episode is a tool that can absolutely and probably ought to be used for both kinds of feedback. And also it's probably more specific to the one that the feedback that's difficult to receive, right? So it is common practice, human practice to take somebody's, at least in the people that I'm around and have, and have worked with, right? It's common practice that if somebody gives you feedback, it's very easy for your, um, ego to use that as confirmation bias to some wound that you have. Let me give an example. If I say to you, you are lazy. You are so lazy. That's obviously not how, well, I won't say obviously. That's not how I would deliver feedback, but let's just say um, that somebody's experience of you is that you are lazy and you have no work ethic, okay? Um, And you have the wounding or the story that you are worthless or unworthy, right? Your, your ego is going to hear you are lazy or you have, you have not very great work ethic. And it's going to use that statement to confirm, confirmation bias, your story of unworthiness. Okay? It's like, see, told you. You're not worthy of love because you are lazy and you have no work ethic. Why is that so hard to say? 
Um, or in the case of what feels more, um, like palpable and, and like realistic is the story of feeling as though you're worthless, right? Your ego is going to hear you're lazy. You have no work ethic and it's going to be like, see, worthless. You're not, you're not worthy of the things you desire. You're not worthy of love. Um, that's the knee-jerk thing that happens. So, A, you get to... There's, there's a whole lot of things to do, but for the sake of this share and tool, what gets to be recognized is you will most likely, and like I shared in the first episode, if you have a strong emotional reaction, and that may look like you go to immediately defend yourself, or you feel a sensation in your body, or you get angry or you get sad and you want to cry. Like if you have a, an emotional reaction to something that somebody says, that's an indicator for you to check in, right? I shared that. So that's, that's what I lovingly refer to as a trigger, okay? We all have them. And so when you get triggered and you recognize, A, you have to be aware that you're having a trigger. So again, check in with your body, check in with your emotional state. Are you having a reaction? And once you recognize that there is a trigger there, it's like, okay, I'm hearing what this person's saying. It does not have to be my truth, right? Like I don't have to let my ego use that as confirmation bias. Can I stay open and curious though? Because if you're not open and curious, whatever your emotional reaction you're having is going to take over. And again, this, this requires a lot of practice, at least in my experience. Um, but how can you practice if you don't know the steps? So that's what this is. Um, Okay, so when you realize and recognize that you're having this emotional reaction, A, there's nothing wrong with it. So being a judgment-free place for yourself and recognizing like, of course I'm having a fucking reaction. Somebody just told me that I was lazy, right? Totally okay to have the reaction. The invitation is again about being open. So I don't have to make that my truth. I don't have to take ownership of the, the label of I am lazy. And also, is there something for me in that feedback? So then you, through curiosity and through asking yourself the question, is there some part of me that resonates with that? Or is, that, is there some part of that that may be true? right? And you may go through the questions and it's like, no, I I have more work ethic than, you know, the five people I share an office with, right? Like it may not be true for you. And if that's the case, you get to just let it go. Let it go. That's that person's experience. Oh, well. And I understand that this is much easier said than done. It is a practice and you get to recognize that that is that person's experience. They're entitled to their experience just as you're entitled to your own truth and your own experience. And again, there, I, could, I could go off on a whole nother thing right there, but for the sake of this, coming back, it doesn't have to be true for you and you can let it all go. Now, if there is some part of that that rings true, it's like, okay, I don't feel like I'm lazy. I do feel like I maybe procrastinate And I could see how that is maybe not serving. Okay. You know, like that's the part that I understand as true for me in this moment. I do, I do a little procrastinating. I also don't love saying I am like 
and then insert word that you don't want to embody because you are not those things. You may, you may embody those attributes or you may, mm, how can I explain that? Like you may procrastinate or I may procrastinate. That doesn't have to make me a procrastinator, right? Oh, that is one of my favorite reels that I've ever made, by the way, if you've never watched it. It's hilarious. Um, golly, tangent sometimes. Again, brain's not firing on all cylinders, so we'll see if we can pull this back around. Get back on the tracks, girl. Get back on the tracks. One sec, I'll be back. Ah, yes. Okay. So it's not I am these things, right? It's that I I may... I can I still cannot think of the word I'm trying to think of. That might be an action that I do, but it's not who I am. I am not a procrastinator, right? Like I may procrastinate. So that was a little bit of a side tangent that I do think is important to share, you know, being mindful. I'm huge on communication and language. Communication is my number one core value. Um Oh, you know, freedom might actually have taken the number one spot. God, okay, I digress. Core values, it's probably another one we should record. Um, but communication is something I'm huge on. The languaging that we choose, especially when we're speaking to ourselves, is insanely important. And so I will make sure to say, be mindful of, of the words you're choosing after the, the phrase, I am. Okay, so back to the example. You may recognize that some procrastination tendencies in your behavior, right? They may exist. So that maybe that was what your feedback was. Maybe that's what you were intended to take from that, right? And that was the truth that you were supposed to realize about your current, your current ways of being. Again, not about you, but about your current ways of being. You have some procrastination tendencies, right? So you learned a little bit about yourself. You did find some truth in what they said in their experience of you, okay? So to recap the steps, it's when somebody delivers feedback, you know, and uh, Lord help us, I should do another recording of how to tactfully deliver feedback because it is another fucking skill that I find invaluable. Um, and it, it doesn't cut, it, again, humans don't usually do this, especially if you've never learned the skill. So recognizing when you have an emotional reaction to somebody's experience, that there is something for you. It doesn't have to be your truth. Do not take ownership of it. Recognize any tendency to take ownership of what somebody says, whether that be good, quote unquote, I'm, I'm literally doing air quotes. You can't see me. Air quotes, good. I don't usually use good, bad, right, wrong. I should just maybe, not, I should maybe just talk the way that I normally talk. But I want this to be relatable. You're literally getting the inner workings of my very soupy, cloudy mind. Um, Things that feel positive and yummy, okay? That's what I'm using in place of good. So it, it goes both ways. Like, of course, we want to, to love, like, accept and make the yummy, gooey, nice ones part of our truth and they can you can I still invite you to use the process though so that you can um practice when you're not having um the more 
dense emotions like anger or sadness, right? So again, both ways, you recognize that somebody is sharing their experience of you, whether that's yummy goodness or it's something that might be a little bit confrontational to you, right? And you recognize that it doesn't have to be your truth. And then you get curious. This doesn't have to be my truth, but is there something for me in this? Is there a part of me that's resonating with their, their feedback? And go through your process and find out what is true for you. And then let it all, let the rest go. Let the rest go. And take what the nugget was for you. Okay, that's a wrap for this one. You are amazing. You are incredible. Um, you are killing the game. I'm sure of it. I just know it. Even when you feel like you aren't, I know you are. And um, I love you and I'll see you next time.